Hey there, Junk Munker. You are listening to part two of our Here's What Happened episode. We hope that you've been enjoying the discussion so far, but if you haven't already listened to part one, make sure you go back and catch up on that first. Otherwise, let's get back to it, and of course, enjoy the show. Howdy ho, you handsome hunk. Grab a snack and gain some chunk. If your day is great or really sunk, we hope to help you shake the funk. So if you're good to hear some junk, buckle up, it's the Junk Monk Podcast. So now we are getting ready for... Junk, junk time! time. This is that's very hard to do over the. There's a delay, so you can't actually say the same thing at the same time. So it's funny. Um, we did our best, but anyhow. So this is a time where if you want to, you know, basically just take a, a bite of something and then continue talking. Now you're gonna hear my crunching. Mm. Wow, that's what good. you get with a junk monk and a mustard, really. So here in New York. Um, at the time we're doing this, it's almost a quarter after six, which is um, almost dinner time for me. But I am enjoying some sour cream and onion chips instead. So that's fine. Yeah, I'm eating my leftover lunch from, mm. what, two o'clock uh, central time. All right. So let's get into some junk time because this is going to be good. I know the answer to this question, but Denise, have you ever met Tony Shalhoub? Have I ever met Tony Shalhoub? Is the sky blue? <laughs> yes, Candace, I have. I've had the opportunity to see him in two literary performances in New York City and also at a Q&A for his 1996 movie, Big Night, um, which he was actually in the audience for, and then afterwards they did the Q&A. And I got to meet him after all three of those events. So that has been um, one of the highlights of my life. I met him three times in a matter of 11 months. That's how good this stretch was. I basically just hung around the venues after the events and, uh, you know, checking out all the possible exits, you know, to see where he might leave from so I wouldn't miss him. And I was just always in the right place at the right time. He, all three times, he was very accommodating, very patient with the fans. In fact, um, after the Q&A one, which was the third time I met him, the promoter for the event uh, must have had a car waiting for them to take them home. And he kept telling him, you know, Tony, we got to go. Tony, we got to go. And he's just like, yeah, 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 okay. And he kept talking to his fans and taking pictures and signing autographs and everything. So he's he's very, very good with the fans. He He is as kind to his fans as he is talented in his work. And I actually had the opportunity to tell him that because recently I did um, – a Zoom conversation with him. You had to purchase a ticket and submit a question if you wanted to. And, um, you know, if you were lucky enough to have your question chosen, you got to come on screen and ask him the question live. And um, I was lucky enough that my question was chosen. So I got to do that with him as well, which was really cool. Because That is uh, so cool. It was. It was It was a lot of fun. I was nervous as hell. <laughs> but, um, and it didn't actually, it didn't go exactly the way I wanted. And I did mention Tony Shalhoub Daly to him, but I think he was just like, what? What's she talking about? Like, what the heck is this girl talking about? Or maybe he didn't hear me too well because it turns out my connection wasn't that great that night. But it was nice because, um, you know, he, he did say my name twice. If I go back and watch the video and read lips, because, you know, there's that delay when you're both talking at the same time, so it's hard to tell. But um, if you go back and you watch it, he says my name twice. 
when he first comes on, he says, hello, Denise. And when I told him, you know, how much I loved him, whatever, he's like, thank you, Denise. So there you go. So that's, uh, that's been, if I can find a highlight to this year, because we know how hard this year has been, that is my highlight for this year. And um, that is so cool. Yeah. I know a lot of people out there are like, dang, you know, <laughs> little jelly. Little jelly. But that's good for you. But you also work really hard on your TonyShalhoubDaily.com stuff. And so you deserved it. You Thank know? you. And you went, you know, you went in his hometown and went and saw those things and waited for him. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's super right. cool. Did he happen to say anything in that talk? Did he happen to say anything about Monk or was he kind of like over that? Or? Well, my, my question wasn't about Monk and I wish it had been because I had tried to tailor it to the theme of the event, which was basically, you know, being in an online virtual world now performers not being able to act, whether on screen or on stage. So I wanted to keep it to that, but they did speak a lot about Monk. He was asked a lot of questions by the host, which the host happened to have been the, uh, I think it's his husband of Monk writer High Conrad. So that was kind of special as well. He spoke a lot about Monk. He asked him a lot. They, they spoke about the, uh, the quarantine little mini Monk reunion, Mr. Monk Shelters in Place. They spoke about that. And, uh, you know, Tony was saying how they took, I think he said something like three and a half days to shoot that that five-minute clip. Uh-huh. And they had to, you know, it was during a time when uh, COVID was running rampant in New York in, like, March or April, and they couldn't have camera crew at the house. So they had all the equipment sent to them, and they did a Zoom call to figure out how to use it all. And... Tony's wife, Brooke, shot it all, shot all the video for it. Um, So it was a little bit of a challenge, but, you know, as we all know, it turned out great. And he also spoke about one thing that he said about Monk, which I loved, was, you know, they were asking him about kind of like getting into character and how how he would transition from himself to Adrian Monk to to, to shoot the show. And, um, you know, he was saying that, you know, they they didn't want to make fun of the disorder, you know, the OCD, um, but they wanted to kind of make it entertaining where people would, you know, watch it and just be like, well, you know, especially if they suffer from it, that, you know, hey, this is not that bad. If Monk can do it, I can do it, you know, kind of thing, but without making fun of it and making a mockery of it. So they walked a very fine line with that, but they, that he, he thought that they had done well with that, which I think so too. And also he was saying about how um, he wanted it to be the kind of situation where every episode, the audience would sit down and watch it and would be so maddened by him and so driven crazy by him that they would, you know, mm-hmm. contemplate picking up the remote and changing the channel, but not being able to do it because you want to know what happens. And it's just, there's, there's that something that's keeping you there. And if you think about it, there's so many times watching it where I would be like, oh, come on, Adrian. Even now, even though I've seen every episode 5,000 times, you know, it's still sitting like Oh, Adrian, come on. You know, really? Like, <laughs> you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. I can't think of an example off the top of my head because there's so many, but it's just like... Like Mr. Monk on Wheels. Oh, God. <laughs> That's a good one. But those yeah. are basically the highlights of, uh, of his Monk mm-hmm. commenting that evening. It was, uh, it was an hour-long conversation. It was very interesting. Very good. And I actually posted on, in my group the question that I asked. So if anyone wants to watch that... It's on Facebook. Yeah. And it's really cool. I, I enjoyed it, which I know we're friends. But Thank you. if you're obviously a Tony Shalhoub <laughs> fan anyway, it's it's cool to mm-hmm. get to see a fan talk to him like that. You know, even if you just watch you in this yeah. one video, like, oh, hey, I know Denise. 
Like she was, she's Candace's friend, and then she's talking, you know. So I'm like adjacent met Tony Shalhoub through you so it's like I'm, <laughs> right, yeah so definitely right. guys should check it out and um after the after the first time I met him um which was December of 18 uh the night before my birthday actually and it was cool because my friend who was with me that night she told him that it was my birthday like she just kind of let him think it was that night even though it was the next day but um and he and he wished me a happy birthday so that was kind of cool too Aww. but um I had given him a package with a really long heartfelt letter that I wrote to him and a couple of photos to sign and uh, an envelope self-addressed postage paid to send back to me and every day I waited in the mail I would run I, I would call my mom at lunch from work and I would say did, did, did anything come did anything come did anything come and I never bothered to tell her that if it comes don't open it I want to open it because we live, we live together. So I never told her, don't open it. You know, I want to open it. And, and she uh, went ahead and opened it because <laughs> she was too excited and she couldn't wait. <laughs> and I was at work and I was in a meeting and I'm sitting there and she texted me and she's like, OMG, you got the package from Tony. And I'm like, <gasps> oh, it was two months later. It was, it was two months and a day later. Cause it was February 13th. It was a nice little Valentine's oh. gift. And, um, and I got home and I looked at it and um, there was the one photo signed to her, one photo signed to me because that's what I had asked him to do in the letter and he obliged. Um, and he, you know, signed it with love and thanks. And it was, it was really sweet. A lot of good memories. That is awesome. All right. I think junk time is about over. But those, okay. uh, that was a pretty good junk time for the books, I will say. All right. So let's transition into... We had a hard time coming up with the, the title for this one. So basically, because it's not the leftovers, but it kind of sort of is. <laughs> it's anything that is different or unique about a summation that, again, doesn't fall into those categories. You know, it's super, super funny or super creative or super dramatic, happy, sad, whatever, what have you. Uh, so this is, it's just kind of a little cluster of different summations unique whether it be you know yep. uh how it was shot the actual summation itself you know you'll you'll see what we're talking about once we get started let's start with so that's that it's a little more organized i guess we could say let's actually start with the times where monk was wrong usually he's right almost I mean, we don't, we, the, the list is not long out of 125 times, you know, and okay. he does obviously, yep. he gets them right in the end, hmm. but in these specific circumstances, at some no. point he gave a wrong summation during that episode, if that makes sense. So do you have any times where Monk was just flat out wrong? Mr. Monk gets hypnotized. So with that one, he was wrong, but it, he wasn't wrong because he was wrong. It, he wasn't, like, off his game. He wasn't just flat out, didn't think, didn't go about it the right way, didn't come up with the right answers, didn't have the right evidence. Didn't have, he was wrong because <laughs> he was hypnotized. So when he gave his first summation, he was acting as a, let's say, six-year-old boy. So, you know, it starts out where they're up in this cabin or whatever where the actress, because I believe she was an actress, claimed to have been kept hostage by her husband or whatever and she acted in self-defense to kill him but his version which is wrong again he's a six-year-old boy and he's telling it and it starts out like you think it's the right thing like here's what happened 
he brought you up here, blah, blah, blah. He didn't feed you. He chained you to the mattress. You know, I mean, this is not word for word, but it's the idea. And you think this is all legit. Then he says um, something about him eating and he wouldn't feed you. And then he started laughing so hard that his pants fell down and (laughs) you saw his hiney. So he literally died of embarrassment. And then it goes back to like present monk with Hoppy the Frog in the shoebox. And he's just like... (laughs) (laughs) laughing it up and you're just like oh my god did he really just do that obviously that's not correct but it can be considered wrong because it wasn't right so it i just thought that that was you know and there actually was a summation they actually filmed Mm -hmm. it and i will use my prop because i have a sandwich the guy has his wife chained up to the bed and he's eating the sandwich he's like "Mm." yeah yeah exactly like what the heck is this this is insane and then the and then his pants fall. And the woman is like, right, laughing at him. And if that had been the revelation, it would have been funny. But it wasn't, so it's the wrong one. So, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that was good. Yep, one that I have that was wrong. I, I dug a little deep on this one. This was Mr. Monk and the Granny, the missing granny. Oh, so yeah. they show. You got to follow it here. So they. The, the original summation that is in the middle of the show, he talks about how the couple went to go look for their missing cat because they saw a cat flyer for a missing cat and they go to, you know, the missing granny's house and whenever they're there looking for their cat, they happen to see the antique chair. Well, that's how Monk explains it and that's how they show it, but that's not what happens. If you remember, at the end, they actually saw the chair on the flyer and that's what made them go to right. the missing granny's house. So then they, yeah. uh, I, I think they redo the summation as far as showing it. I, I can't remember 100% if they do, but they do show a black and white version where it is incorrect and they go to look for a cat and then they see the chair. So when we know that mm-hmm. they were looking for that chair originally. So that was a little deep right. dive on that one, but he was technically wrong about that. Yes, that's right. Um, he knew... The who and all of that he was able to figure out, but the the whole reason for them going there, he was wrong, right? So so I also have Mr. Monk and the Garbage Strike, which we spoke about earlier with the Alice Cooper funny summation. But now this one, I think it's, because the, there's three in this episode. There's the incorrect one, there's the funny one, the Alice Cooper one, and then there's the correct one. So I believe this was the first one where he's blaming the mayor and he's he's saying that you know he lied about meeting Jimmy Cusack and which which was true he lied because it would have been political suicide as they said but he wasn't lying because he was up to no good and um, he kind of framed the mayor for doing it because he said he was there he had his feet up on the desk he noticed the the shoes he noticed all the i think cashews were eaten so he knew that the mayor had been there but he thought the mayor was there to kill him and it wasn't. It was that the mayor was there because he wanted to try to work out the negotiations of the strike and everything, you know, on the down low. This way, everything could be solved. So he was wrong. He was wrong on that. It was not the mayor. And it wasn't Alice Cooper. <laughs> yeah, that one was interesting. It's interesting that now that I'm rethinking about it, that he was wrong in the first place because, you know, he kind of blames it on the garbage strike. Like, oh, it's just this garbage. It's everywhere. I can't think. I can't think. But that wasn't a very that wasn't a very far mm-hmm. off summation. No, he just had the wrong person. Right. The Alice Cooper one is where he goes off the deep end. Right. 
So it's like crazy. He was pretty much right and then goes whoop. And then he's like, wait, just wrong person. And right. so, yeah, that's interesting. That's a good point. Absolutely. The last one that I have in Monk is wrong is Mr. Monk and the Three Pies. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is the episode where he says, here's what I think happened. I think you're right. Which we'll talk about that in just a second. But what he was wrong about in this one is they bust this, uh, I think his name is Pat Van Rankin or something. I don't know why I remember that. But he has, he has the pie. And they, they catch the third pie, and they Sharona goes through it because there's supposed to be a shell casing in that pie. And they even show, you know, the summation where a shell casing falls, you know, flies into this pie. And then when Sharona searches for it, she can't find it. And then so Pat, he also thinks that there was something in that pie. And so he was also, you know, he was also wrong too, but we're, you know, meant to believe that, like, like wait mm-hmm. a second, what what is going on? Because... There's no nothing in this pie, and this is the last pie, so what the heck? And then later, obviously, we have the recreation of how they, you know, mm-hmm. where the shell casings do go, and we end up, we know it's in the flower, but they never actually fix the summation. They never fixed okay. it. They never explained. It's just you assume that everything else was right, yeah. except for that it's in the flower, and then they never really discuss it again. So, yeah. Yeah, because for the summation, you know, when they see him winning the pies at the co- at the uh, the fair or whatever, you know, in in the summation, you like you said, you see the casing going right into the pie. So now when he's winning all these pies and you know coming in second in the potato sack race instead of first, he didn't want the radio. He wanted the pie. So you know they follow him back to his house and there, you know, he's going through it. He's looking for it, and it's funny because Adrian, you know, Sharona says, "What's he looking for?" So Adrian goes, "Well, Sharona," and he's like, "I don't know." And then he's kind of like putting two and two together throughout the episode. So we're kind of seeing it all happen at the same time. And then we, we come to the realization that, okay, he's looking for the shell casing in the pie. He assumes that's where they went. So Adrian thinks that and Pat Van Rankin thinks that, like you said. And then what's really good about the end, which I, I think it's a fascinating scene, not necessarily a summation, but it, it's, it's a great like follow-up to it to, to fill in the missing piece where they're both reenacting the scene, like you said. And... Adrian's doing it, I guess, at Sharona's house. The guy's doing it at his house, and come to the determination that it was in the flower, and it was just, like you said, they did not do a second summation. So that makes this one a little different than the rest, because even though he was wrong, they never corrected it. So it's like mm-hmm. a two-part That's difference. Right. They're doing it at the same time. They're like, bang, bang, bang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then he goes back, and he's like, bang, bang. Yep. It's, yeah. And, and if you notice, That's Adrian's version is so much more meticulous, so much more, um, like, organized and so much more accurate. Where he's just going bang, 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 and just trying to get through it. And Adrian's like, bang, 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 and he's doing the trajectory of where it might have gone. And it's just, it's so good, because it's the same exact thing that they're conjuring up, but in completely different ways. So that was good, too. No, that's true. That's a good point. R- real quick, there's a little one, right? We talked about this Mr. Monk and the Three Pies. He says, here's what I think happened. Yep. And mm-hmm. I know that you had pointed out to me where we didn't even make a category for it because it's just, you know, these two. But this yeah. is the other one, Three Pies. And then do you remember what the other one that you said was? Where he says, here's what I think happened? Uh-huh. That's that's the pilot. That's the, pilot. the pilot episode. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. the pilot. So, yeah. again, you could argue that in that episode, maybe they hadn't established, like, established what he exactly was going to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe they wanted him to be more affirmative, be more, you know, 
And that's why they eliminated the what I think. Yeah. Yeah, here is what happened. Yeah. So I wonder why in the three pies, maybe it was because he was wrong and he had already accused the guy. Or is this maybe, I can't remember when it was now. Or maybe it was before they accused him with the pie. So then he says, here's what I think happened, leading you to believe that, you know, a little, almost a little clue that he is wrong. I almost thought when I first noticed that, that it was just a mistake. But I said, no, because that's easily, you can easily edit that out. Just, it's two words, just, you know, I mean, I don't know how they do it, but I'm sure they have very advanced, sophisticated equipment. They could have just edited out two words. So I said, if it was a mistake, they wouldn't have left it. They would have corrected it. So I'm not sure what the reason was. I, I, hmm. yeah. Maybe it was just a little nugget. Yeah. Like, actually, he was wrong the first time. Right, right. So speaking of that, another kind of different or unique set of episodes I would say is when they actually take the black and white here's what happened and they do something visually different and the first one that comes to mind is Mr. Monk in the Asylum where again this is episode five so very early on but if you notice that there's two not summations but the but kind of sort of there's one that Kevin Nealon talks about where this is what happened four years ago and is explaining it to Monk, right? This junkie came in and he killed the doctor and then he ran out. Well, if you notice, the color of that summation is actually a sepia tone and the real summation at the end was black and white. Now, would that be because this wasn't a Monk? Here's what happened. It was just a little flashback. So they differentiated that from a flashback or... Was it a very early on nugget, again, that says, like, look, this actually didn't happen this way. So we're going to change the color a little bit. And if you notice, you notice. If you don't, you don't. And again, they probably Mm -hmm. wouldn't want to keep that theme because then you would notice, oh, well, if it's sepia, then it's wrong. But I just, I noticed that. If it's not in black and white, it's not the real thing. And again, I noticed this because I was scrolling through the episodes looking for black and white and I saw a sepia tone and was like, what the heck is this? Mm-hmm. And push play and was like, oh, mm-hmm. this is the fake. Here's what happened. I, I'm, I'm leaning towards that they wanted to differentiate a flashback from the summation. It's just my personal opinion. Um, and, and don't forget, everything in that episode that Monk said or did, Kevin Nealon's character was. Like, I'm a detective. Oh, you're a detective too? I'm a detective. You know, kind of thing. I mean, and not just not just Adrian. Any anybody, like you know, even with the doctor when they're outside and they're having their little session, um, I guess their little therapy session, and you know, the, he's he's asking questions That's true. and mm-hmm, like the doctor. So he was kind of like taking on the personality of everyone he was with. So it could have been that that's why they had Kevin Nealon do that because he was like being monk, but not really monk. That's true, and it was like yeah. an off-brand yeah. summation. It was a it was a great value <laughs> summation there. Okay, so another one that that stand out to me in that category would be uh, Mr. Monk and the Other Detective, and um, I thought Jason Alexander did an outstanding job in that character because nobody could be as pain in the assy. Yes, I said pain in the assy as him. He just plays that part so well. I mean, even on Seinfeld, he did. You know, so um, and he did an episode with Tony Shalhoub with the marvelous Mrs. Maisel as well. So that that's really cool. Oh uh, yeah. I remember yep. that. So um, this, if I'm not mistaken, is the only episode that I can recall where the murder was not the case that Adrian had to solve and therefore do a summation about. 
Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because all along, we knew the story, because we knew that Marty was cheating. Mm -hmm. We knew how he was cheating, because his mother was a quality control agent, blah, blah, blah. So they knew the whole story. And we knew that he was kind of BSing his way through the whole thing and making himself look good. So we knew who killed whom. We knew how. We knew where. We knew when. We knew all of that. What Adrian had to solve and then do a summation about was how Marty was cheating. So I thought that that was, like, super unique. Like, I don't really think there was any other episode where he wasn't solving and surmising the main case. It was, it was you know, this one was this one was off the charts good. Yeah, that's funny. That I mean, that's, a, that's a really good catch because I didn't catch that at all. Literally, the only thing I wrote down about this summation was that when they walk in, before they tell the summation, he's taking pictures, <laughs> like, with the photographer, and it's like... And it has like that music, and it's like, and it's like montage uh-huh. type music, right? Uh-huh. And then they're like, uh, Can you turn that off? And he walks over to the boombox and yeah. turns it off. Yeah. And it's like, I thought it was funny because that was supposed to be, it was supposed to be montage music. Like he's doing, he's doing a fashion show or he's doing his headshots. And he was actually playing that music while he was doing. Mm-hmm. That, like he was, he was playing his own hype music, right? So right. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I love when he calls he calls Natalie Nat, and then further along as Adrian is telling the summation, he's like, "Well, Nat, <laughs> I believe it is Nat because he Marty Eel says something or something, and then Natalie responds, and he goes, "I believe it is Nat." So he was like mocking him for saying Nat, which I thought was really cute too. I did not know that. That's why he said Nat. That's oh, yeah, so because funny. he did because Jason oh, Alexander's character dumb. did. Yes. <laughs> no. That's <laughs> No, that's funny. That's one of my favorite episodes. Not me- I, I, I noticed that, but I just thought, oh, that's sweet. Yeah, no. But I didn't realize. And, you know, that's one of my favorite episodes, <laughs> and not many people like it. Like, I see a lot of, um, you know, negative commentary about that, like in some of the Facebook groups and stuff. But that's, that's yeah. way up there on my list, that one. I love that one. I think it's their, and I think they get very defensive for Monk. Mm. Like, no, this guy, this guy is a cheater, and like he's a cheater. It's kind of like Mr. Monk and his biggest fan, where I'm like, I love Marcy. She's so crazy, and people are like, yeah, she's a nut job. I can't stand her. And I'm like, mm. oh, okay, well, just different difference of opinion. No, I love her too. Going back to my uh, my my color gate episodes. Okay, so. The other one that I found that had to do with color was actually Mr. Monk and the Leper. So, you know, originally it aired in black and white. Oh, yeah. And there's a, it's literally just a flash on the screen. They probably didn't want to take you out of the black and whiteness of the episode. But it's where Monk figures out that the keypad oh, yeah. is the clue, right? Because it's like since 2003, and he's like, wait, not 2003, right. it would be before that. So, anyway, they literally just show a flash on the screen in the black and white version, and that is in color. Mm-hmm. That keypad is uh, like green, right? Because they're usually like green in person. Uh, so it was just super short, but they did the inverse where usually they're black and white. When they aired right. it in black and white, they flipped it to color and right. then they went back to black and white. So. Well, just that episode in general is different because it's in black and white. And I, I had not, I have not seen the black and white version. So I don't have the DVDs. I, it's my understanding that both versions are on the DVD. I don't have the DVD. So, yeah, um, yes. I would like to see it in mm-hmm. color, uh, black yeah. and white because that would definitely be a, uh, you know, a different different aspect of it and then uh just to finish up really quick with the how they actually changed the you know screen 
Mr. Monk and Sharona, they have where they're hiding in the closet. That that does have funny parts, but they actually change the screen where he speeds up talking through the summation mm-hmm. visually and and it goes in fast motion and everything. So again, not your standard black and white right. screen. They manipulated it. So I thought that I would just throw that in there. Absolutely. That's a good one too. What else would be considered? Uh, so I also liked um, for this, oh, Mr. Monk and the Panic Room. So I like this one because... So now these are basically like ra- almost random now, uh, kind of. Just random things random wrong things with wrong. these episodes. Not but, wrong, but different. different. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the Panic Room, what made this one different was that the summation was done in the dark and they're whispering. Which we, I don't think we get to see that too much. Like, it, it may be one or the other in, you know, another episode or two. But it's kind of like both. Like, this is really, like, on the hush-hush. Like, it's like they're telling the summation, or Adrian's telling the summation, and he doesn't want to be caught. So he's catching someone, but he doesn't want to be caught. So it's like that made it really, you know, interesting. Mm-hmm. And with the flashlight, I don't know if you want to speak to that, but... Oh, yeah, well... <laughs> that makes it funny, actually. <laughs> he has to have the flashlight on him, or on whoever's talking. So if you're talking right. here, you're talking here, now I'm talking, I'm the one with the flashlight, but now you're talking, mm-hmm. and Stottlemyre's like, Monk, you don't have to shine the flashlight, we know it's you, we know that you're talking. Right. And he's like, okay, and he turns the flashlight off, and he's and just silent. And then it's silent. like silent. Mm-hmm. And Sharona's like... He needs to see you. See you. He's like, fine. Turns it on. He's like, okay. Here's and then they just like <laughs> resume. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Um, that was pretty different too. I like that. Yeah. One. So then I'm going to go opposite of that. This was in the okay. dark and whispering. The opposite of that would be Mr. Mung goes to the rock concert where he is screaming mm. the entire summation in, you know, <laughs> the bright d- yeah. daylight sun. They're out partying, and it's super loud and obnoxious there, and they're screaming the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Not, um, yeah. not. I mean, really nothing more interesting about this. They're just chasing the ball, I think. That's basically it on that one. Not too much to say besides that, again, he's yelling it. Another one that's, uh, again, that's a little, you know, just random. I noticed that there were a lot, I, so I had to cut it, but there was a lot of summations that happened in the car mm. and and then I realized well there's a lot so that's not unique because they're all in a car but I did keep one in right. which was Mr. Monk meets his dad where they're doing the slow rolling yeah. summation and they're talking and, yes. and it's it's again it's not super different or crazy but it's funny because the clue is well if we just stop driving and we turn this GPS in then we'll have the info but the whole time he's explaining this they're slow rolling down the mountain and gets rid of that evidence so right that's, that's the sl- right yeah. yeah they had to what keep it under 5,000 and they're slow rolling in the odometer is it the odometer the odometer so. counts the miles on the car I right th- or the yeah it's not there because the speedometer yeah. is the speed right so it's 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 slowly turning like a tenth of a mile at a time and it's like then he's like why are we moving yeah <laughs> so yeah that was a big key in catching the guy but they managed yeah. to do it anyway so that was good that was very interesting uh mr monk takes the stand so what makes that one kind of in a class of its own is that if I'm, I, I believe it's the only episode where the episode starts out, the very first line of dialogue is Monk saying, here's what happened. 
and they're standing on the property of Evan Gilday, and you know they're trying to he's trying he's trying to do the summation, and you know so far it's going good, and we think it's legit and everything, but then you know the lawyer big shot shows up and you know it just everything comes to a stop and then we kind of see how it all you know unfolds throughout the episode but it's the only one that starts with a here's what happened even though monk was right it was kind of cut short and you know so it's kind of like making us think throughout the entire episode like is that really what happened like was he on the right track or is this total bogus you know so that that was really cool too yep that is an excellent excellent point Let's see, another random one would be Mr. Monk gets fired. Monk is on camera. And again, we had talked about this in our Did You Know episode where the, I think it was Andy Breckman, I'm not sure, that he was self-conscious because he actually had gotten the idea to film this documentary through Karen's, you know, eyes from the office, from the U.S. version of the office and... Uh, or I guess from the British version, and then the U.S. one became really popular. Yes. Uh, so, again, we don't really see... I mean, we do see him on camera, like the game show and the the 100th case, but this one is... It's very early on, and he's aware of the camera and gets, like, nervous of the camera, whereas the other ones, he's into it. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't, he doesn't care that there's a camera. This one, he's, like, looking down at Karen, like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. So, yeah. Just another little one-off there. Right, right. I love when Sharona calls it a head doily. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a rug. It's totally a piece. Sorry. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> what, are you kidding me? You could see it from here. <laughs> another different one. I don't know if we mentioned this one at all today. Uh, Mr. Monk and his biggest fan. I know we mentioned Sarah Silverman and all before, but this particular episode, oh, yeah. he's trying to do his summation, and she's saying... Say here's what happened. Say well, well, actually, I think she's trying to get him to do his summation. So she says, "Say here's what happened. Say here's what happened." And then he also says, "Marcy," as he starts to do it. Marcy, there's no hugging, and here's what happened. <laughs> so I thought that was just like you know, it's different because he's like being egged on by someone to do it, where maybe he's not ready to do it. And then when he actually does do it, you know, she's like you know too busy trying to give him a hug or whatever, and he. No one's ever done that before. No one's ever bothering him. They just let him do his thing, good or bad. So that was kind of cool, too. Okay, yeah, I have, the, I have the biggest fan, but a different reason. Like, not different, but more oh. of like, we talked about this in our episode recently, but it's a fourth wall break that she's acknowledging the fact that he says, here's what happened and how on earth would she know that? Like, that's obviously like a writing tidbit where they mm. put that in there. Like, oh, Marcy knows the episode names knows his catchphrases so here's you know here's what happened make him say it yeah. and then the only other thing that I'll add is that she wants him to say it again for the camera because she has her own like blog or whatever and so she's like she's like oh that's great she's like okay say it again for the camera and he's like oh that's right no that's right do it again for the website but speaking of fourth fourth wall breaks the other one that I thought was a, a, a kind of a fourth wall break was Mr. Monk and the TV star Oh, yeah. And it's funny because I call it a fourth wall break because, again, it's Brad Terry in the editing room and Stoudemire comes in and, and, you know, Brad is editing his show and Stoudemire says, this is my favorite part where everybody stands around and you sum up the case. Mm -hmm. And he says, thanks. And he's like, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to Mr. Monk. Right. And so it's like, it's obviously like they're poking fun at themselves. Yeah. For like within the, within Monk, they're poking fun at themselves for 
you know, knowing that he says, here's what happened. And so does Brad Terry, but then also an audience fourth wall break in the sense that they're making a detective show within a detective show and we're watching it. You know what I mean? So, um, I mean, you, you could say, you could argue that it's not, but it's just the, and the, the lines that they keep, you know, carrying on like, Oh, the, how do you arrest somebody? So it's like dancing, you put one hand behind the other and stuff like that. And, Right. So yeah, I don't d- be afraid to rough him up. He's the bad guy, and mm-hmm. yeah, stuff like that. And I love when Sharona says, "And he did it without a spectroscope." <laughs> so I love that. Yeah. <laughs> There's one more episode I'm thinking of um, that was kind of off the wall, quirky, whatever, different. Uh, Mr. Monk is at your service. That's, yeah, so that's it's one of my cool favorites. Because as they're kind of going, yeah, as they're going through it, Monk and Natalie are holding shotguns at him and that's something that like you would never see you unless it was you know you don't see it as part of the summation we've seen monk hold gun before in several episodes but not to the guy that he's about to do a summation on and you know get so that was different yeah and i noticed that upon re-watching it i was like because again this is one of my favorites the first episode that i ever saw of monk so it has that, you know, special place in my heart where I'm like, oh, that's right. you know, no matter what yes. you say about it, I love every scene. How did I forget or not, Aww. not even forget, just not notice that the summation is pregnant Natalie holding a shotgun at Sean Astin. <laughs> right. And I think it's always mm-hmm. that part where I'm like, dang, it's about to be over. And like, I wish I had seen more pregnant mm. Natalie. And I'm like, but what am I talking about? She's got a freaking shotgun pointed at this guy. Like, how awesome was that? Yeah. I somehow yep. overlooked that. So, yeah, you're totally right. That's, yeah. that's, when would we, when have we ever seen, I've never seen yeah. Sharona carrying a gun? No. Natalie, we've seen even uh, when Mr. Monk is on wheels, we've seen Natalie with a gun. So, I mean, it wasn't so uncommon to see Natalie with a gun as, as Sharona, but in this instance, with a shotgun pointing it at the, the, the guy, he's the guy, you know, it was just, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yep. That is crazy. Okay. I think we are on to our last little segment, which is, again, this would be a little different, but inherently all these are different. This, these ones are mm-hmm. pretty special, though, because they are not told by Monk. Right. So yeah, these we have are cool. several different characters that have given the summations in some form or fashion, right? I I'm going to mm-hmm. start with just because this is the only one that stands out from the crowd as far as, uh, like you, you, you said before that he's not the killer, uh, you know, it's not that he's the guy, but Mr. Monk and the rapper were murderous. He does the summation. And mm. I thought that was, I thought that was pretty interesting. And right. yeah, I mean, he does Monk, d- Monk does start to tell it. He starts to say, he's like, here's what happened, but nobody will listen to him. And then so Snoop says, hey, I got your back. Here's what happened, y'all. Mm-mm-mm. So, yeah. Yep. But another one um, that stood out to me was um, Mr. Monk and the Actor. This one's good. <laughs> that, that, whole epi- that whole episode is fantastic, and I love Stanley Tucci, too. It's, so Randy tells it to the female cop that's, you know, standing alongside of him. And so now we're hearing it for the first time, and we're hearing Randy do it. And... At the very end, when he's done, she says, yeah, I know. And he says, oh, you know? And she's like, yeah, I was here when Monk told it to you about 10 minutes ago. 
So it's like it's implied that Monk had already done it, and now Randy is telling this particular cop who, you know, he's trying to impress or whatever. But we don't hear it from Monk. We hear it from Randy. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and the same thing, if, if I can just double up, um, Mr. Monk visits a farm. It's the same situation where Randy does it. It's implied, or we get a little taste of Monk telling Randy while he's like half in sleep, half out of sleep, because he wants to build his confidence back up and get him to return to being a cop. So it's kind of the same thing where we see we get it from Randy. We don't get it from Monk. So I think those were pretty good. And Monk, you know, he tells him so that he tells him before the night before, right? And then Randy figures it out. But then while he's telling the summation, it's been subliminated into his mind. So he's like, sublimated? Sublimated into his mind? And so he's like, uh, uh, I'm missing something. And Monk is like, you know, remember the... (laughs) He's talking about this... My mother and I were just talking about that They're like, what does that have to do with anything? Like, the salt licks. And he's like, oh yeah, the salt. Mm -hmm. It's funny. So, yeah. But yeah, those were those were some Randy ones. Um, I'll talk about the Stottlemyre ones. And you might be thinking, what? Stottlemyre never tells a summation. You'd be kind of sort of right in a way. Mr. Monk paints his masterpiece. This one is told by Randy and the captain because Monk is, you know, he thinks he's all famous and amazing and he's painting his paintings and showing them in the gallery and Stottlemyre and Randy come up to him and are like, look, Monk, you're in danger. It's about the paper. That guy who keeps buying those paintings from you, he's in the mob. And these canvases are made out of paper. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, so they go back and forth explaining it to him while right. Monk, like, his face drops and he's he's putting it all together. And he's like, mm-hmm. gosh, I suck. These are terrible. <laughs> and then everyone in the studio is like, oh, thank God. I right. knew it. Right. So yep, that was fantastic. Yeah. So that that was that was like a half Stottlemyre summation. And then Stottlemyre's other summation is the private eye right but there's not a there's not a standard like black and white summation where he like here's what happened uh he more puts it together and and the reason is that monk doesn't even explain it either this is where monk gets stowed away on the boat (laughs) then the boat floats away and we don't really see monk really explain it he just figures out wait this is you're not mad about a fender bender are you and the guy's like oh yeah you're really smart and he's gonna shoot him but on land, when, you know, the captain and Randy, Linda, and Natalie are there trying to figure out what's going on, the captain is like, wait, Dr. J. Bennett, that guy, that his name keeps coming up in the missing teachers report. And so Randy says, yeah, it's on all the call sheets. And he's like, oh, my gosh, he's the murderer. He took the body. He went and dumped her out into the ocean. Then he came back. He must have gotten his car and he hit your car, Linda, in the parking lot. That's where you get the fender bender, and that's where they collide. Right. And that case is pretty complicated. Like, you know, like, if you're not... If, if you're not following it, you know, in a way, like, like okay, what, what does this guy have to do with the fender bender? That's mm-hmm. what happened. And Stottlemyre is totally the one that explains that. Right. So, again, he doesn't really get his, you know, glorious moment. But I will say that he probably impressed Linda. Right. Absolutely. In that moment, you know, with that. She's like, oh, I have a boat. <laughs> so. <laughs> right. So, it is honestly surprising to me that Stottlemyre does not have a moment like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. 
That's a good point. They should have given him one because even Natalie got one in uh, The Birds and the Bees, Mr. Monk and the Birds and the Bees. Mm-hmm. There was nothing special about the summation itself other than the fact that Natalie told it because she's with Julie's boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, soon-to-be boyfriend again. Um, <laughs> and she just basically says, I think his name was Tim. Tim? I've been wanting to say this for a long time. Here's what happened. And she just told it. I mean, the summation itself was mm-hmm. pretty straightforward, a simple, you know, what happened. But what makes that one, um, you know, so different is the fact that she did it. And Monk wasn't even around. He wasn't even in the picture. It's not like she was telling it and she had some assistance from him or some, you know, guidance which way to go. She, he wasn't even around. So that was uh, definitely interesting. Mm-hmm. The, only, the only thing that stood out to me in that one, besides her, right, is her say like her being very calming? She's like, I've been wanting to say this a long time. Here's what happened. Yeah. And and whereas they're usually not so subdued in contrast to, I think our final person that uh, unless you had any more, you know, up your sleeve, but the final person is obviously Sharona. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's basically the stark contrast of Natalie in general. But her summation, plural. She has two, two. Yep. are completely different than that. The billionaire mugger, where she wants to tell the summation, but she you know, ends up insisting that Monk do it. She starts to tell it, and then Monk like, looks at her like, okay. And then he's like, did, did you want to do it? And she's like, no, no, you're, you're fine, you're fine. And it's, it's, it, that one's really funny. Yes. And that happens, I think, twice where he says you want to do it. And she's like, no, no, you do it fine. You do it better or whatever. Yeah. So it's, uh, and with that Jersey accent, it just, because what's being told is, is kind of, you know, a little, a little dicey as it is. So when she does it in her Jersey accent, it makes it even, even more of a, a hoot, really. Yeah. And they so. go back and forth and Stottlemyre is like, for God's sake, somebody just tell it. Right. And then don't forget, Freddy <laughs> Cop is, is in that whole scene, too. So that makes that extra special. <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, the other summation that Sharona gets is goes to jail. Yes. Where that's That would be the season finale of season two. Yep. And, again, giving a finale to somebody else besides Monk. Mm. Very interesting choice, but mm-hmm. I will say that it is more amped up than Randy's was. Yeah. Because she figures out in the book, holy crap, this guy, you know, he wanted to get his organs, blah, blah, blah. And she tells the entire, very complicated again, case. Yes. Yes, she did an outstanding job. Yeah, and she was going through, what is it? He said, it's just down five hallways or something. So she's running through the five hallways and has the book and is telling, you know, the the warden or whoever that guy is. and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really good. Nazis in the record. That room. was a really good Sharona. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say it. I had to say because it it's just too damn funny. But yeah, that's that, um, funny. Yeah, that's definitely that's a good point. Yeah, and Biddy Shram did an outstanding job because that was a very complicated uh, dialogue to get out that she probably wasn't used to, and and it was very good. Yeah. Oh, also at the very end, she they kind of poke fun at it again about it being a summation because Monk starts to tell it, and he's like. Oh, here's what, and she's like, no, 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 I already did the whole summation thing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, yeah, you're no big deal anymore. Yeah, I summed up the case. Don't worry about it. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Good job. Yeah, I think we're done with all the non-monk and all the different I ones. I, th- I mean, I think we're done. That's that's our last entire category. It. So we've talked about quite a bit of episodes. Um, 
Okay, now here's the fun part where we talk about our favorite summations of all time in the TV show Monk. I am so excited for this. And yeah, I, uh, I will let you go first since you are the guest. And if you want to start off with your honorable mention uh, that didn't quite make your top five. Okay. Uh, we'll start with your, your honorable mention. So we're going bottom up. Yeah. Okay. So my honorable mention, and it's funny because when I originally done the, had done this list, I picked the one. Um, and then after I did it, I went back to it, and I'm like, oh, but there's this one, and there's that one, and there's this one, and there's that one. So, um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick to my original pick, uh, Mr. Monk Goes to Vegas, because I absolutely love that episode in general, but the summation, the reason why I like it is because... And we spoke about it earlier, what it involved, but I loved it most because of the, I guess, the strength and the um, the will that Monk showed in that, like the toughness, like, you know, I could do this, I could win Randy's money back, and I can nail this guy, so bam, give it to me, here we go, you know, bring it. So that's, that's what I liked about it. Oh, nice. Okay, my honorable mention was Mr. Monk and the Psychic. Okay. I also, I I, th- I thought about putting this in my actual list because it really is a good one. If you go back and watch it, what I actually love about it is that it's, again, second episode. So it's very early, like dark monk, I would call it, where mm-hmm. the show is just in general more dark and moody. And Adrian is more moody and he gets really testy with the captain. And I, I will say that if there had been more summations like this, obviously this one wouldn't have stood out. But it was right. so early that it's almost like a different character. It's really interesting. So I chose this one. I love the, like what you were mentioning before, before the gotcha moment, right? Cause we put this in the gotcha section, but I actually love it for the first part where he's down there, like you said, and he sends Sharona away and you know, he, he starts going at Leland, like, look, you're the best cop that I know. You've got to get on board here. You know, Ashcombe was sleeping around, you know, and then Stottlemyre says like, are you crazy? Like you accused him of murder to his face. And he's like, you know, there goes your career. And he's like, well, what career? And he's like, exactly. And you wonder why you're not wearing a badge. And then that's where you get dark monk. And he's like, Mm -hmm. here's what happened. Ashcombe did his wife, but he had a problem. There was a mudslide and he was buried. He couldn't very well just say, maybe we should dig over there. Somebody had to find her. And Stottlemyre says, can you prove it? And he says, only if you help me. So very, it's a, you know, very good again, Mm -hmm. gotcha moment. But to me, I love it because of Dark yes. Angry Monk. That's that's awesome. <laughs> that's that's really good. Yeah. So. Okay, so my number five pick is uh, Mr. Monk and the Other Detective, which um, we spoke about earlier. Um, the reason why I love it so much is because, again, it's um, Adrian is kind of forced into solving something that he really doesn't want to solve. He doesn't want to be bothered figuring out why some jerk is cheating and making himself look good to the SFPD. He wants to solve murders, homicides, high crimes. He doesn't want to be bothered with this nonsense. So the fact that he still did it and, and you know, while at the same time helping Marty and saving his mother and all, you know, the, the, the kind, sympathetic monk, it was just a, a good combination and, and a good, you know, perseverance by him. So that's why I chose that one. Nice. Okay. My number five is Billionaire Mugger. So, of course, I got to represent my girl Sharona. (laughs) Like you said, with that Jersey accent, of course, she always Mm. has the accent, but it's just so good. And I felt like this was really big for her. And I didn't mention that 
Sharona had two summations in two and a half seasons, and Natalie had one summation in the whole rest of the show, which to me is kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, but again, mm. Sharona's got that personality and that character, so this was like, I think this was really good for her. Uh, and she had done her detective work to be able to rightfully yeah. do this summation, but she still wanted Adrian, you know, she wanted her boss to be her boss, and he was okay with, you know, she was okay with telling him telling it, but he was also okay with her telling it. So it was actually a really sweet thing, as funny as it was, that it was actually really sweet that they were both okay with each other telling it and not like, well, I want to tell it because I did this. Well, I mean, I'm the boss, so you know what I mean? So it could it could have went totally different. It could have been right. a, like, suck it up moment, but it was a very, like, generous going <laughs> back and forth moment. Um, and Sharona has the great right. line yes. where the lady's like, what me? I didn't do it. And she's like, "Lady, your lawyer's gonna have enough to do to keep you off death row." And it's so good. And also, I have to mention part of the summation is where yep. they acknowledge Frady Cop and Adrian is like pointing out like, "Oh, this is Joseph Morado." And Stalemar's like, <laughs> just like looking at him, he's like jaw drop. It's so <laughs> funny. And and Adrian's super serious. I love when Randy goes, "Frady Cop." Yeah, and he's like he's like uh, Joe Morado. He's a young actor. He's like. Joe wanted me to mention that he can be seen in Cat on the Hot Tin Roof at Harris Webley Theater all next week. And it's so funny. He's so serious. And it's, mm-hmm. it's just, yeah. Of course, that one ends with the crazy guy going, oh, and like yelling, super random. But uh, the, summation, yep. the summation is really good. And I, I love that one. And I love, it is. love Sharona. So had to pu- I had to put mm-hmm. her on my list. I had to do it. Had to do it. Um, so for my next pick, I went with Back to School. Because like we talked about before, it was a real mic drop, like a boss, gotcha. What was the other thing we said? Oh, snap moment. <laughs> yeah. And um, just, just, just his, um, and again, you know, a lot of it comes from my love of Tony Shalhoub as an actor and, and as a person. So when I watch him in Monk and I see certain scenes where he's just so brilliant, like, it's not just, well, this episode of Monk or this summation or this performance was so good. It's just him being so good. So I'm a little, I'm a little biased towards that. But uh, again, it comes back to, you know, we, we see Monk as, you know, this, you know, he's got a lot of problems, got a lot of issues. He's, you know, afraid of this, afraid of that. And all this stuff going on with him. And he suffered a lot, you know, emotionally, a little physically and, you know, whatever. And then like to see him just come out swinging and, you know, and, I, and I'm, I'm always saying, you know, well, all these things that he did, how come he didn't get his badge back sooner? But obviously then there'd be no show. So he couldn't, they couldn't do that until the end. But these are the types of things where, you know, he's so strong and he's, and, you know, when, when the chips are down, he does come through and, you know, gets, gets his man. So that, that's why I like this one because, you know, he, he gave it to someone that gave him a hard time the whole time. So that's why I like this one. Nice. Uh, that, yeah, that was a good one. My number four is Mr. Monk and his favorite show. And honestly, I, I, if I'm being honest, it's probably the set and the wardrobe that were like my favorite part. But it was still really like a clever setup, right? With the dream and the, you know, he's being knocked out and all of that. But yeah. I, thought the, I thought the child murderer was probably the most creative part where like, she, it, I thought it was really interesting that she knows the information of her future self. And then, of course, I personally love the Brady Bunch. So, again, back to the wardrobe and the set, it was really really reminiscent of that. And also the fact that, like, those children are grown up now. Like, the Brady Bunch children are grown up. So it's, like, it's, like, similar age range of them, which makes sense. 
Uh, and, you know, mm-hmm. they have those kind of stories like that where it gets really, really silly. And they're like, you don't pay me child support. And he's like, how do I even know that kid's mine? <laughs> it's very silly and it's funny. It and it's, an, it's another one of those that's kind of trippy and, of course, groovy. Mm-hmm. It's very groovy. And I love that. And um, yep. the, my favorite quote from that one was, we talked about this. Killing people is never the answer. I'm afraid you're grounded, young lady. <laughs> It's just cute. I love all the kids. They're they're just really cute in it. And that yeah. long hug that Monk gives his father is kind of kind of cool too. It's like it's I don't know what to think about it, but it's it's it was done. It was dragged out for a reason. So whatever it is, it is. <laughs> yeah, my favorite had nothing to do with the summation. Was when he walks in and the whole crowd is cheering for him, and he's just like. <laughs> That's the best. I can't. I can't wait to do that episode. Oh, those honestly. tight pants. Okay. I um, so I have uh, Cabin Fever next. Um, just just for the creativity of him and Randy doing it at the same time, and I loved just loved when Randy said, "Guess I'm gonna have to arrest my girlfriend now. She'll probably break up with me." I mean that that was just too much. It was so funny. That was good. And and just you know even like we said before with uh, the sheriff asking Leland which one he's listening to, neither. It was just it was so good because they were both right. They both were telling different parts of the story that were important for us to know. You know the the. And then, of course, at the end, which is not really part of the summation, but when Randy says, you know, you guys, I forgot what he says, you guys did whatever, and, and I led you, and I led them right to us. And he's like, yeah, good job. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was pretty good, too. Yeah, that is, that's really funny. So my number three episode is Mr. Monk Goes to Mexico. It is such a funny one. Yeah. Like you said, Tony's performance is fantastic. I get thirsty every time I see that one. <laughs> and for some reason, I feel like it needs to be Sierra Springs. And so to me, that's just like even better performance. Cause I'm like, no, no, I can only drink Sierra Springs. <laughs> it's like, cause I obviously can drink water if I want to, but I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't drink it. So I don't know. Uh, but honestly, the, the MVP for, for this summation to me is the hotel owner. And he is so chill and he's so funny and so hospitable and it's so cute. And, uh, you know, they're, he's running, they're running around like, let's get the heck out of here. But when they go downstairs, they're checking out and he, you know, they're telling him, oh, we're checking out. And he's like, oh, which room? And they're like, the one with the bomb behind the painting. He says, ah, yes, room 403. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then Monk is trying to tell this whole summation and he keeps interrupting like, oh, should I put this on your card? And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Whatever. And he's like, should I staple them together? And he's like, just do whatever you want. And it's so funny. It is. And then, of course, the the best line is uh, he's talking, you know, to Madero. And he's, you know, got his lips and everything. And he's like, he was a thirsty victim. And then Sharona's like, Adrian. And he's like, what? I mean, a perfect victim. (laughs) Yeah. Love that one. That That was my number three episode. So Awesome. Very good. So like I said, I, I made a little boo-boo, and I, I, I skipped my number five, so I'm going to insert that one now. This is really my number five, and every other one gets moved. Oh, dang. Okay, yeah. Up, down, 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 yeah. Okay, Mr. Monk stays in bed. I like this one because just the—there's there, there, so many things going on with this one. Like we said, it's, it's, 
it's a little funny because he's talking about the cough drops and for a moment it seems like that's all he's concerned about um, and then there's you know the, the Natalie in danger aspect of it and then there's the you know him being so brilliant of course aspect of it and, and then you know the thrill is heightened when the murderer the, the guy comes home and Natalie's still in the house and you know there's just so many moving parts to it and I think it was really very creative so I'm including that in my top five nice Okay, so my number two is Mr. Monk and the Game Show. So <laughs> this one isn't, I'll be honest, it's not super, like, stand out. But every time I watch this episode, this is the part that I wait for, right? Whereas, obviously, you want to know what happens, blah, 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 but in, in every episode. But this one, I'm like, oh, yeah, here we go. It starts, you know, where he gives him, the like, the little look, like, oh, yeah, I figured it out. And then yeah. you go into... He gets into the bonus round after all the incessant, you know, like buzz, buzz, buzz. And, you know, he makes his way into the bonus round. But what I love about this is because, you know, there's a lot of Trudy past and stuff in this with her father and mother. And what's great about this one is not only is it suspenseful and it's a great gotcha, right, with the creativeness of them being on the game show and uh, how they work that into the crime and and the summation like together. But I love that. Dwight Ellison is he's a champion for Monk mm-hmm. he, he, he obviously he called him in in the first place to find out who's cheating like you said but then once he knows oh Adrian's got this he's like you know Ronnie Lakeman's like can we go to a commercial and he's like go to a commercial and you're fired and so he yeah. wants that like gotcha moment for Adrian and then he even comes over the intercom and gives him Val's phone number and then the great, you know, where Monk is holding up the phone and he's like trying to figure out his password. And he's like, okay, does that. And then he goes into it. And it, again, it's just super, super good, you know, gotcha, a creative, but mixed with some mm-hmm. sentiment that he's doing this. And he's all the while impressing his father-in-law. And, you know, of course he has a little buzzer at the end where he's like, and Ronnie Lankman's like, well, whatever, jerk. Right. Uh, but then Dwight comes in at the end and says, you know, you're amazing, as always, like Trudy said. And, you know, thank you. And he says, thank you for Trudy. Yeah, and so, I cry every time. A, no, I cry it's a great one. It's a great it one. It is. It's really good. Nice. So good. we're at our number one. We are. Number uno, right? Dun, All right. Dun, These are roll. the good ones. Okay. So this is my second favorite episode and my first favorite summation and that is Mr. Monk gets drunk. I mean we touched on all of it before. Number one, it's it's lengthy. It's it's longer than most summations, I think. You know, some of them are real quick and this one just kinda carries on and, and you know it's it's very hard to no matter how good of an actor you are, it's very hard to play drunk because, you know, uh, with a drunk there's, you know, anything can happen. So when you're trying to act drunk, it's like well, what do I do? Because I can do anything, you know? So what do I do? I mean, obviously he had lines written for him, but still, I think I think a lot of it was ad-libbed. I think the part where he's, you know, fussing around with Stottlemyre's mustache and, yeah. you know, I, I love you and all of that, I think that was all ad-libbed, which, you know, I read that they had the ability to do on that show, which is very different than Maisel that Tony is on now, where they're to the script and there's no no negotiating on that so I think the combination of it being written so well it being executed so well and then just you know him improvising and doing things probably that were not in the script I think just made it 
hilarious. And as much as yeah. we like to feel... It's the cup on the lamp. Yeah, cup, like, cup of joe. Cup of joe. Keep that warm. And Adam's like, no, no, no. You know, so it's like... But I think that, you know, we like the sappy ones. We like the thrillers. We like the... But, you know, in the end, I'm all for the comedy. Give me the comedy. And this this was number one in, in comedy for me. So I loved it. I agree with that. You also, you picked first. That was the one on my list. That was the coveted one that I wanted. But mm-hmm. I will say that I didn't end up with the bad one. Uh, it was the number two on my list, which is Mr. Monk and the Rapper. Oh, yeah. I mean, what other summation can you sing, right? It's, it's catchy. It gets stuck in my head every time I talk about it. But it's also funny because Adrian mm-hmm. does have some, you know, lines. And, you know, when it first starts, it's like the bees like, don't, don't, don't. And so, you know, Adrian's like bobbing up and down. Like, it's, it, it's very awkward and very cute. And, of course, Adrian starts it off by saying, you know, people brothers, people brothers, let me give you the 411. That means information. Yeah. And it's so funny. Murderous says, you know, am I right or am I wrong? And then Monk, you know, it's it's a rap. But Monk, of course, comes in and he's like, he is. He's making a lot of excellent points. He really is. Mm-hmm. So funny. And I, yep. I wanted to throw in some of my favorite lines from the summation because when Noah and I were doing this very recently – we were like, wow, we suck because we just keep going. No, 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 no. Man, you got set up. And no, 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 no. So we're like, we should probably have learned a little bit of the words. So I've got my favorite lines. Maybe. So he starts off with saying, uh, you know, Snoop gets to say, here's what happened. Have you ever been accused? Man, you got set up and it really wasn't you. Man, you got set up trying to plant something on me. And you said I killed your homie. And he also says... Um, there was a fatal flaw to the perfect crime. See, Sunday was daylight savings time. Extra large ran out of luck when the limo came by and picked him up. The pocket watch up under the car, the trigger went boom, and there went extra large. Yeah, very good. So, again, it's much, much longer than that, and, mm-hmm. and he tells it, you know, obviously he wraps it so well, and, you know, coupled with the black and white screen as... It's just really good. It's very mm-hmm. entrancing, and you're into it, and you want to know what happens, and also it's a very good beat, and then, you know, he comes out of it, and he's like, man, you got set up, and everyone's into it then. Man, you got set up. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he, he says something. I didn't write this one down, but he says, like, uh, you know, a, uh, Adrian Monk took my direction, and he gives him, you know, Adrian his props, and it's really cute and sweet. Yeah. And so, you know, yep. and then it ends with him saying, you know, he, you know, the, the last place that you're going to see is a death row jail cell. Boom. Mic drop. And then drops the mic. Mm-hmm. And Monk tries to pick it up. Because <laughs> that's what Monk does. Right. That's what he does. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, those were our top five. Let us know. You know, wherever you're listening to this, if you, you know, reach out to us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the things, let us know who, you know, if you thought our one list was better, not that it's a competition, but it's just, you know, fun, all in good fun, whose list was better, uh, what your favorites are, what your top five list would be, anything, you know, we like to interact with you guys, and I know you like to get your opinions of Monk because, you know, obviously that's what we're here for. I posted in a couple of the Monk groups and asked you guys what y'all's favorite summations were so i have my handy clipboard that i usually have so i mean i'll i'll spout off all the ones that people said just i mean circus dale the whale mexico manhattan genius oh the genius we didn't even talk about that one back to school cabin fever had a, a few uh the kid had a few 
favorite show, Vegas, visits a farm, gets hypnotized. Um, the top ones were uh, gets drunk. Actually, it was a top one, but it wasn't the top one. The rapper had a f- had quite a few. The 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 second most popular one was Mr. Monk and the Miracle. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was interesting. Which mm-hmm. I mean, obviously we talked about it, but right. a lot of people were like the one where they're chanting so yes. funny. Yep. And then y'all's favorite one of all was Mr. Muck and the Garbage Strike. Oh, okay. so. And you know which one we? Uh, no one, neither on Facebook nor we mentioned. And it's one of both of our favorite episodes because we we've discussed it in the past, you and I. Mr. Monk goes to the theater. Oh, I know. What what is the summation for that though? Well, because he he figures it out when Sharona takes his temperature because he's nervous about going on stage, which I find to be hilarious because Tony Shalhoub is an established theater actor. He was trained in the theater, so just that alone, the irony kills me. But um, and then it comes back from break where you know he's out on he's got to go out on stage. You know, hey, cause <laughs> and you know. Uh, Jenna Ryan is out there doing her her part, and Sharona's off stage, and she goes and finds you know the evidence that they need the peanut oil or whatever it was, and and when it's it's all going down, and she's saying you know Adrian, she knows, she knows, and then it kind of gets out of hand for a little bit, and then next thing you know, Sharona's on stage beating the crap out of her, her hair is flying everywhere, and you know is there a doctor in the house? And Adrian says you were the I was here the other night, you were the doctor in the house. And Sharona's on stage with him there, and she calls her a bitch. She says, shut up, bitch. <laughs> you know, so Show's like, over. Show's over, exactly. So it's like, it's, it's, that was kind of part of it. That was, and I don't know how either one of us missed that, but there you go. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. That is, that's fantastic. I love it. I could, I, I will not talk about that one because I will go on and on and on. So, um, that's one of my favorite episodes. I think that, <laughs> I think that about wraps up our show. Thank you guys for sticking with us. I hope that you genuinely have enjoyed our very thorough conversation about all of the Monks Masons. Uh, not even all. We didn't even talk about them all, like half maybe. But I think <laughs> that. Mm. We will wrap it up. The only other thing that I have is, Denise, where can people find you and Tony Shalhoub Daily? So if you'd like to follow me individually, I'm at It's Denise Winter on Instagram and Twitter. For Facebook, I have the Tony Shalhoub Daily group that you could just search Tony Shalhoub Daily. You'll find the Facebook page, and from there you can link over to the private group. I strongly recommend joining the group because I post exclusive content there that you won't find on the general public page. And uh, Twitter is at Daily Shalhoub because Twitter is a pain in the neck and didn't have enough characters for it to be Tony Shalhoub Daily. So Twitter is at Daily Shalhoub. Uh, Instagram is at Tony Shalhoub Daily. And, oh, don't forget the website, <laughs> TonyShalubDaily.com. Perfect. All right, well, thank you again, Denise, for joining me. It has been a pleasure, as usual. We could, thank you We could go me. on for hours and hours more, but we'll stop. It was awesome, a lot of fun. <laughs> we'll stop. Okay, all right, we will see you guys <laughs> okay. um, on our regularly scheduled episodes. I hope you enjoyed this bonus one. And we will see you later, and stay safe, because it's a jungle out there. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Junk Monk Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please give us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us at Junk Monk Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you want to know more about Candice, she's at Hardens and Hardhats on Instagram. And if you want to know more about me, Noah L., subscribe to my vlog, Noah Hernandez, on YouTube. 
Also, you can leave us a voicemail at 323-366-0477 with your questions, comments, or just to show us some love. Don't forget to catch up on Monk with Amazon Prime Video or Peacock TV. And of course, subscribe to our show. You'll thank me later.